This is an encore edition of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Julie returns live next week with a brand new show. Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150. Beautiful fall day here today and a great day to talk with Susan Thixton, who we'll bring on in just a couple minutes. She's our guest. She is the founder of truthaboutpetfood.com, and we're going to be talking today about her couple of her most recent posts, uh, mostly centering around um, China and the challenges that sourcing from China and manufacturing from China bring to our pets here in the U.S., before we start talking with Susan, though, I'd like to thank our proud partners, the Natural Pet Pantry. Naturalpetpantry.com is where you can find them online. They have the best raw and cooked food diets for dogs and cats, and also all the best pet care. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com, and you can see where all of their 10 stores are around Western Washington. So let's uh, bring Susan on the line. Susan Thixton, welcome back to the show. Susan, are you there? Hi, Susan, are you there? I am. (laughs) Excellent. Great to have you back on the show today. Um, always, Always a pleasure to talk to you about one of my favorite and least favorite topics at the same time. <laughs> no, it can be that way, can it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pet food. You know, I was just talking with a um, one of our partners, uh, locally made raw and cooked food company, the Natural Pet Pantry, and we were talking about um, the importance of sourcing food locally, um, not just making the food locally, but actually having the ingredients coming from the U.S. as well. And, uh, you know, we were sort of talking about that and more about that topic off air with one of the owners. I was talking with Randy and um, and then you had these these most recent articles posted on your website about um, one in particular about fish and how fish is processed in China. So it can be caught anywhere, but then it's shipped to China and then processed, and the sort of concerns and problems with that. And then you have um, another article about um, Black Friday for pets, um, which is really a cool idea as well. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting into that. Uh, Pull up your boots, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we we need as many people to become involved in that Black Friday for pets and, and to be very vocal about it beforehand. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope Walmart goes, whoa, look at all these people that are going to be at our stores when and asking our manager questions right. when we don't have time right. to be dealing with this. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to answer these questions in public because yeah. they've got a new pet food out. Mm, I'm sure and, it's I'm sure it's uh, of the highest quality, too. Oh, well. <laughs> That's sarcasm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, that they'll go, okay, you're right. Mm-hmm. We should pull it. it. It's interesting what 
I think that that we should sort of call their hand on with that is is that a baby formula was pulled nationwide within five hours of receiving a complaint. Mm-hmm. Five hours mm-hmm. nationwide, and it's been five years for these jerky treats. Five years. Five years. The FDA issued their first warning mm-hmm. about the jerky treats. Uh, imported from China five mm-hmm. years ago. So let's take a step back and catch people up who maybe have no idea what we're talking about as far as what, you know, there's been a lot for people who follow this topic. There's been a lot of talk about recently about jerky treats and, um, you know, contamination and all that. So will you catch us up on What's going on? What's in the jerky treats? What's happened to pets as a result of this? And sort of bring people up to speed in case they don't know really what we're talking about. Well, the, the, there has been ongoing, there's been three warnings from the FDA in the last five years uh, warning consumers about the, the risk of these chicken. It was just chicken. Now it is including duck. Uh, jerky treats that are imported from China, and there are numerous brands. Mm-hmm. Part of the the challenge for a pet owner is that on the front of the bag it'll say an American company, right, or distributed by an American company. Yep. And in tiny print that you have to have a magnifying glass to read mm-hmm. on the back, mm-hmm. will say made in China, right. So um, it, it's it's a challenge for one for pet owners. They know to be leery of China, but you, you know unless it's clearly marked, there's the first obstacle. Um, these treats and the, and the FDA too. They they are trying to help get the warnings out. Uh, unheard of. The FDA has released their um, some of their reports that consumers have reported deaths or illnesses and uh, that in in the middle of an investigation the FDA just doesn't release any information and they've done a data dump a couple times on these jerky treats in the last 18 months just reports to the FDA there's been 360 deaths mm. um, again multiple different brands Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very serious issue. There's been many, many petitions of of pet owners pleading mm-hmm. with the man, the man, and they're not manufacturers, they're importers, mm-hmm. the importers of these treats, which are some are huge corporations. Um, and and they have pleaded, pet owners have pleaded with national retailers. I've called, uh, PetSmart and Walmart corporate offices had long talks with them, and and they just won't do it. They won't do it. But it, they need to. It, you know, 360 deaths related to the jerky treats reported to the FDA. If that were humans, those products would have been long ago mm-hmm. something would have happened. Mm-hmm. What's you know? in them, Susan, that's killing? Do you, do they know what it is that's in the treats that is killing pets, and how is it killing pets? 
Well, I, we think it has something to do with the irradiation. These jerky okay. treats are, are treated with radiation um, in, to kill bacteria, but mm-hmm. um, history has shown and science has shown that products that are irradiated, you can alter the chemistry. There's very minimal ingredients in the treats, but um, it, it can still alter the way these these few ingredients work together or components of these ingredients work together. And that mm-hmm. is, is what the feeling is now, that it's something to do with glycerin. For one, glycerin in China has a a long and dark history. Um, you can find warnings. Glycerin is, is an ingredient that's used like to make capsules for drugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can very easily find FDA warnings all over the Internet about drug manufacturers, you know, be very cautious of, of ordering glycerin from China mm. um, because they have contained ingredients that have killed people. Mm. So... Um, and, of course, this glycerin, since the products are made in China, the, the glycerin is sourced from China. Um, so right there, we don't know exactly what might be in the glycerin. And and from there, we don't know what the irradiation does to that glycerin. Mm. Do they know um, what of those 360 reported cases, and so there are always more, that's just the the people who actually communicated to the FDA or who were able to identify that this was a result of the treats, of feeding jerky treats. Um, what Was there a common, a more common cause of death, like a kidney failure or, you they're know... They're all kidney failure. They're all they're kidney all failure. They're all kidney failure, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's called... Falcone-like symptoms, and and unlike like the melamine in the 2007 mm-hmm. recall, yeah. again an ingredient from China, right? Um, they that formed crystals right. in, in the dog's kidneys. Mm-hmm. This is is a blockage in the little tubules in the kidneys, mm. um, but it is not crystals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we did. Uh, uh, a little dog in Alabama, her name was Gigi, mm-hmm. a year-and-a-half-old dog, mm-hmm. died, and the owner very graciously donated Gigi's kidneys to mm-hmm. us, us being myself and Molly and different people that helped in on all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly Morissette of Poison Pets. Mm-hmm. And we uh, sent the kidneys, Dr. Kathy Alanovi, a friend of mine, vet up in Indiana, uh, we did... Uh, the histopathology on the kidneys, and she wrote, the dog was 14 months old, and in the box for the age, she wrote 14 and forgot to write months. The the pathology came back on this dog's kidneys, and they put 14 years, and it was basically her kidneys were that of a 14-year-old or older dog. Wow. Yeah. So whatever it is in there, it is doing some very serious damage to kidneys. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, We're talking with Susan Thixton, who's the founder of truthaboutpetfood.com, a wonderful resource for pet owners, both dogs and cats, to kind of stay on top of this industry. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. 
Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet. Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared. Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Camly Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Bothell Feed Center, we cover the world of animals. This week, June 16th, it's the third Sunday of the month, and that means it's a Kevin and Kim Sunday. Always entertaining, Kevin McDonald and Kim Miller Medium and Animal Intuitive will host the show for me. They'll have open phone lines for your calls and questions. Kim can help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other, so plan to give her a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 11. Want a faster metabolism? Desperate for more energy throughout the day? Food is our most powerful medicine, and on Passionate Nutrition Radio, I'll answer your burning nutrition questions and offer real solutions for your family. On Passionate Nutrition Radio, you'll learn how to transform how you look and feel with the foods that you eat. My name is Jennifer Adler, and I'm a nutritionist, chef, and founder of Passionate Nutrition, a nutrition practice with six locations throughout the greater Puget Sound area. Join me on Passionate Nutrition Radio for a weekly serving of nutrition wisdom. Learn more at PassionateNutrition.com. That's Passionate Nutrition every Friday at noon. Coming the weekend of June 28th through the 30th, it's the Society for Promotion of Applied Research in Canine Science Conference. It's amazing. So amazing. This incredible conference coming up locally in Redmond, end of June. I'm just blown away by all of these people who are going to be here. Mark Beckhoff, Michael Fox, Clive Wynn, Adam McCloshey, Ray Coppinger, Alexander Horowitz, etc. These incredible authors and scientists are all coming together in Redmond, and we have the opportunity to go and participate in this caninescience.info I'll post a link to that on our homepage dogradioshow.com this is a really like maybe not once in a lifetime but the first opportunity in this area ever so super exciting go to caninescience.info for more information and to register now no other station brings you this much variety welcome to alternative talk 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. We're back talking with Susan Thixton, who's the founder of TruthAboutPetFood.com. You can find her 
at truthaboutpetfood.com. And you can also find her on Facebook as well. Great resource for pet owners to stay on top of the industry. Unfortunately, Susan, it is something that we have to do because um, it's changing so rapidly. And it's like companies are dropping like flies as far as their relationship with China. And whether it be in the manufacturing or the sourcing of ingredients, it seems increasingly harder and harder despite the recurring um, incidences of pets getting sick and dying from because of the something that a manufacturer in China has added in or some process that they've done or you know, it's like over and over and over and over again, this happens. And yet it continues to happen. And companies continue to sort of fall to um, having a working relationship with China. And most recently, you have um, two two of your most recent posts, your two most recent posts on truthaboutpetfood.com. One is about fish in particular and the processing of fish. And another one is about uh, Black Friday for pets, which we will talk about a little bit later in the show, that Black Friday event. Um, But uh, so, you know, I mean, back from the 2007 uh, recall that was massive and, uh, you know, this flower essentially laced with melamine to increase its nitrogen content so that when tested, it passed as wheat gluten and not wheat flour and they even did it to um they even pa- uh took this wheat flour laced with melamine and um even passed it as rice flour in some situations as well um pets dogs and cats many many dogs and cats died as a result of this because of crystallization in the kidneys now we have another uh our current issue is in jerky treats and um both now chicken and duck as you said Susan and it's in what we think is having to do with the irradiation process, which is essentially a preserving process or a sterilizing process, Susan? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And they yeah. they basically, I mean, they expose this meat to radioactive weight. I mean, what is a radiation? Uh, it's, uh, you know, like a x-ray sort of, but okay. uh, it is using radiation to kill bacteria okay and and this one of the scary parts is the level the level's like a uh, hundred times more right. than what is allowed uh, radiation uh, in human food well that's what I was going to ask you is this a process Crazy. is this a process that is used in human in the human food industry irradiation yes. it is yes in, in in different different foods but uh, human I mean I don't like it at all, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think good manufacturing practices could go a long way <laughs> mm-hmm. if we could get those implemented stricter. Good manufacturing processes, mm-hmm. instead of having to go back later. Okay, it's got bacteria in it. We didn't do everything right. Right. So let's just zap it right. and destroy a lot of nutrient value in it. Yeah. Uh, with these jerky treats, it can be irradiated at a massively higher level than what human foods can be. Yeah. I keep thinking about the old, like, I don't know if it was the first Superman movie when he's in his ice cave and it, like, 
I don't know. Eric probably knows this better, but it was like green, glowing green light. Kryptonite. Crypt, yeah, and it, every, he was dying, and right. yeah. that's what I think they're doing to these jerky trees. <laughs> yeah. They're using kryptonite on them? Well, it, like, uh, just, I don't know, that's just this visual that I'm getting, right. like, they're irradiating the meat, and it's, you know, it's just crazy. Well, so, and then imagine the quality of this radioactive equipment in China. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're uh, you know, my mind goes, thinks of like a Frankenstein kind of, uh, mm-hmm. of a setup where it's, you know, home wiring and plugged in here and there. Right. And we there's just no quality control. Yeah. When the FDA was over there, it's maddening that they did not recall one brand. One of the companies that they did an inspection on jerky treat manufacturer in China, they falsified their documents on who they purchased their glycerin from. Mm. And there was no recall. Falsified documents would be foundation for a recall. But the FDA did not. And we don't even know what company that was. Right. It comes, I keep coming back to well, a lot of things, but the word trust is what I keep coming back to. And and that's something that is very, very hard to find these days with pet food companies. You know, companies that I have spoken with the owners in the past, you know, we've been on the air now for almost four years, um, who have all, you know, who have created these these great products. And then I find out that... You know, they say made in the USA, but that they're sourcing a lot of their ingredients from China. And they will say that there's and many of the ingredients in pet foods that are sourced from China are vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. And they will say, well, we can't get them anyplace else. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> that's bunk. It is just absolute bunk. There might not be a cheap source right. for bulk ingredients anyplace else. Uh, as like the fish incident, the fish caught everywhere in the world, yeah. right off of Alaska, yeah. instead of it being processed in Alaska by, you know, giving Alaskans jobs, yeah. it is frozen, shipped to China, yeah. uh, processed, shipped back. Because they are saving 60 cents a pound. Um, you know, I, I, I'm all for, I live on a very limited budget, and I'm all for trying to save money, mm-hmm. but there comes a point when you have to make this decision, is is health, my health, my family's health, my pet's health, worth saving money? Right. And, and if it was me and I owned a pet food company, with the history of so many products from China being tainted. Yeah. And the list goes on for days. Yeah. I I couldn't do it. I I could not do it. I try even a a T-shirt. I try not to buy anything from China. And this brings something up to for me is, you know, where there is... I feel like the um, the public, the general public, and this is why education is so important because I would, you know, most people out there probably don't know the details of what goes on 
um, people, probably most people hear about recalls, but they don't really know what it all means or why it happens, or they just sort of accept it as um, just sort of part of what what happens with the pet food industry and what happens with the food industry as well. But that there is, you know, a lot of people are, they'll complain about price. And, you know, and I see this not as much with my client, with my clientele through dog training and behavior here in Seattle, not as much, but I do hear it. you know, it is a concern of people like, oh my gosh, you know, the food that I'm recommending is more expensive than their, you know, grocery store bought big brand food or even their, you know, middle of the road brand food that's, you know, heavily processed like kibble or canned food or whatever. And it's like, but there's a reason why. And and we just, I just don't, I can't continue to accept these products. I mean, it just, it ha- the demand has to stop. And there is, I think, consumer responsibility once people are educated to be mindful about what they do purchase because there's a lot of power for that. Obviously, there's a huge demand for the, the um, least, ex- like, uh, to bring the cost of food down. There's a huge demand for that. And... That's why they're, you know, that's why companies are drawn overseas because we, you know, so I think that there's some responsibility, a lot of responsibility in the consumers from the consumers um, side of the court as well. And what that then brings me back to is the matter of education, because most people just really don't know what's going on, which is why I think we're we're getting on it. Yeah, I I really do. You can see their advertising changing that's how we know we're making some headway Mm -hmm. because they have shifted their advertising Uh, it's still misleading um and it's not portraying you know what what those of us who know a lot of details yeah uh but they are shifting their edge their their marketing towards this education that is out there right so we're gaining ground. Mm-hmm. We are gaining ground. I, I think it's and the internet has has helped us a great deal. People like you doing doing what you do, putting this on the air. Um, that I mean, that is so valuable. It's a team effort. Yeah, it's definitely it is. a team effort. It is. Let's talk more about this fish issue because this is a your top article currently on your website, truthaboutpetfood.com. Something very fishy. So, you know, I read the article and it's amazing that wherever in the world, <laughs> I mean, there's a further down in the article in um, you're talking about a Scottish website um, cod caught off Scotland is being sent on a 10,000 mile round trip to China and back again to be filleted for supermarkets, shops and chip suppers, uh, fish and chips. Um so the fish is caught in North Atlantic, deep frozen, shipped to China for processing, um, then being refrozen and returned. And then you actually have some videos posted beneath this article, and you can see the difference in the color of the meat between... That was New Zealand. And you, oh, know, that? you have that image of New Zealand of having the healthiest, freshest, everything food. Yeah, uh, That's where I was totally blown away that they did it there, too, all over the world. Yeah. Um, because China is cheap. And and the, the startling thing was that chemical right. that uh, they soak the fish in yeah. uh, that makes it heavier. Uh, thus, it's 
it's more weight for that the consumer's buying that they're selling. Right. The grocery store selling it makes a profit for everybody. Yeah. I wish that one video that was produced in Israel I wish that could have been in English, uh, <laughs> because I think they gave some really mm-hmm. interesting information. Mm-hmm. How much liquid leaked out of each each of the the fish? It, it's, yeah. it's horrible, and that is most of that information that I gathered was based on human food, mm-hmm. not pet food. Mm-hmm. So the thing about the the fish thing with is that uh, when you're saying it's soaked in the liquid, it's um, STTP sodium tripolyphosphate. Correct. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about what they're doing in the processing. It's not just the difference between a Chinese person and a, a person of another ethnicity filleting the food and and just cutting the fish. It's about other things that are happening to the meat while it's there. So. Uh, Stay tuned in. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Coming the weekend of June 28th through the 30th, it's the Society for Promotion of Applied Research in Canine Science Conference. It's amazing. So amazing. This incredible conference coming up locally in Redmond, end of June. I'm just blown away by all of these people who are going to be here. Mark Beckhoff, Michael Fox, Clive Wynn, Adam McCloshey, Ray Coppinger, Alexander Horowitz, etc. These incredible authors and scientists are all coming together in Redmond, and we have the opportunity to go and participate in this caninescience.info I'll post a link to that on our homepage dogradioshow.com this is a really like maybe not once in a lifetime but the first opportunity in this area ever so super exciting go to caninescience.info for more information and to register now open your ears open your heart open your mind alternative talk 1150 a.m. All right. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Susan Thixton, the founder of truthaboutpetfood.com. Find her online at that website and also on Facebook. And on that note, be sure to like The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook as well. 
and become a part of the conversation in between our shows. We have a live show every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. And then that show is rebroadcast on Sundays at 1. So two opportunities to listen on the radio. And we, as always, are archived online at dogradioshow.com and a free download from iTunes. And you can go back and also look up my other interviews with Susan Thixton. We've had a few now. And um, so we're talking uh, in the last segment, Susan, we left off talking about this particular treatment that uh, fish is getting from China and um, what it is for. I mean, this information is important, I think, for people to have the, the specifics so that they're understanding in every situation, it's like there's something like this that happens, you know, it, it, over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, they, you know, they soak. So in this case, they they take the fish meat and then they soak it in um, something called STTP, sodium tripolyphosphate. And what it does is what well, says polyphosphates are legally permitted, and this is from your article, Susan, on your website, so you guys can look this up, truthaboutpetfood.com. It's the top post, uh, something very fishy, is the title of the article. Uh, polyphosphates are legally permitted additives that are widely used to aid processing or to improve eating quality, and I don't really know what that means, eating quality, is that like taste, of many foods, or maybe tender and tenderizing, maybe particularly meat and fish products. The main value of polyphosphates lies in improving the retention of water by the protein in fish, which makes the meat heavier, as you said. Um, in large quantities, STPP, STPP, it's a mouthful, is a suspected neurotoxin as well as a registered pesticide and known air contaminant in the state of California. Okay, neurotoxin, toxic to the nervous system, not good. Um, and that this is, and so there, it goes on and there were, you know, I think there was something I read about where the meat was even being pounded to increase its its absorption of this chemical Um and so this is like the type of thing that's happening is that it's it's just dishonest. So so they're soaking the meat in this chemical that's that's toxic to make it way more so that they can sell it, you know, it's it's all making more money. How can we make more money by like altering it's not the truth, you know. It's it's not like let's alter this so that we can make more money. Let's let's lace this wheat flour in 2007 with melamine to increase its nitrogen so that they think it's protein, but it's really not. It's like, it's not, you can't do that. Don't, and, and I don't know how many times is this going to have to happen before we stop sourcing. We just cut it off. Like how many pets are going to need to die? How many more? You yeah, know, how many sad. thousands more of people's pets are going to die as a result of the jerky treat that they were fed? I mean, this is all preventable stuff. It's ridiculous. And yet, you know, we still, like you said, Susan, we've got huge, our largest retail stores in the country still selling it to us. That's offensive. And we should not, as consumers, tolerate this. So, Well, the, the hard part uh, with pet food and human food as well is that the labels are not required to say this. Right. People don't know. Yeah. In Canada, from what I've read, uh, if the fish was processed 
in China, it has to say product of China, mm. but not in the U.S. Me, yeah. Yeah. So, and STP, STTP um, might be listed. I've heard from some different people that they've seen it listed on labels. They've gone and looked now. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be listed because it can be considered a processing aid. Well, and who who knows what STPP is? I mean, Correct. you know, someone's going to see that and, okay, well, I don't know what that is. I, I assume it's safe. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. So let's, um, on that note... There. So what can we do? Um, one, it's the power of what we buy. So as consumers, ask your pet stores. Any pet store you go to, whether it be a neighborhood boutique store that, um, you know, boasts natural products, there's still some of these products on those shelves. So ask. You know, it's important for all the retailers to hear this consumer concern. And it's important also in their inventory that they don't see these products be moving so that they'll be, it'll be easier for them to stop carrying them. If the products are just sitting on the shelves not moving, then they'll be easier to pull. And, and if you see, this is difficult to do, and sometimes it's, it's well-received and sometimes it's not, but mm-hmm. if you're in the grocery or Target or Walmart or Sam's Club, and you see somebody buying those jerky treats, (laughs) tell them of the FDA warnings and tell them 360 dogs have died linked to these treats in the last 18 months. Yeah. You know, we've got to speak up. Sometimes uh, people get angry at you. I will warn everyone now. Mm. You know, people tend to get offended. I think they feel like you're placing judgment on them Mm -hmm. and what they would give their dog, you're just doing it out of kindness, out of the possibility that they don't know. And many, many people do not know about the jerky treat. And if you get an an angry response initially and they buy it anyway, you never know. There's a good chance that they won't buy it again. You know, yeah, that, that, they, that they'll kind of sit on that it. looming question mm-hmm. in their head. Yep. That's right. And they might go and research it and find out, oh, my gosh, that person was right. I was a yeah. jerk to that person, but yeah, that person was right. Yeah, we've got to speak up. When you're in Walmart, I do it every time. I know the manager of my Walmart <laughs> um, because every time I go in there, I ask to speak to the manager. You still got those treats there. Every <laughs> Hi, time I Susan. go in the grocery, <laughs> I, I go up yeah. there and go, why don't you take them down? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't issued a recall. Mm. So yeah, you can take them down. Yeah. So there's an event um that you've got, which is your second article here, um, that you're really um, trying to spread the word about this Black Friday for pets. And it's, it's you know, what we can do as consumers to make some noise, make more noise about this. Um, if you're thinking, well, what can I do? Just little old me, what can I do to, you know, impact this this issue? So Black Friday for pets. So this is... Um, intended to happen on actual Black Friday, which is, what is that, November 23rd? 23rd, I think, Mm -hmm. the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it's the, you know, largest uh, shopping day of the year. And and, um, so what you're inviting people to do is to um, show up at these stores and, and, um, like, pick it. 
Well, we're not going to say protest. We're not going to call it a protest. I but, said, is picket um, protest? Yeah, I guess so. Huh? We <laughs> are going to ask the manager of Walmart on their busiest shopping day of the year when the media is there filming all the frenzy. We are going to go in, and hopefully there's going to be pet owners everywhere doing the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, bothering the store manager. And we're going to ask them if Walmart cares about pets. Do you care about the safety of their pet products? And, of course, they're going to say yes. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to remind them of an incident that happened in December of 2011, not even a year ago, when a suspect baby formula within five hours was pulled from Walmart shelves out of precaution, there was no recall, out of precaution, pulled from store shelves within five hours. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask them, will you do the same for your pet food consumers as you do for your human food consumers? Mm-hmm. And in front of the cameras, ask them this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, if they can take precaution, take a precautionary action, for human food consumers, for babies, as they should have, they did a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's time to do the same thing for their pet food mm-hmm. consumers. And so if, that's the, the gist of it. Just yeah. to, and if you have a sign, you know, I mean, I can't, you know. We're going to come up with a long list of slogans to put on signs. Okay. We're going to provide everybody with a press release that mm-hmm. they can download the press release, and mm-hmm. then send it to their local media. Mm-hmm. We're, as time goes mm-hmm. on here, we're going to have everything put together. Molly is even trying to get a T-shirt vendor to donate T-shirts mm. to this cause mm-hmm. so That's that, a... that we can put T-shirts on yeah. and everybody look alike. And in the middle of the, we'll let all the, the people get in the store, do their shopping first, and then we're going to go in and ask to speak to the manager yeah. when the manager really isn't going to want to be seeing us. Right. Yeah. Um, and a press release is a great idea, Susan, because then, you know, it's a great way to, you know, ev- the, the point is that this, this reaches the media. Right. So it's not just Correct. it's not just yeah. the, the, the impact of of the action directly in those conversations with the managers, but it's also the media attention that that generates to further further the cause response do you care the the same way you do about the safety of human products do you care an equal amount of the safety of the pet products sold in walmart Mm -hmm. we want their response to that question on film we want it in front of the media well that's why we chose black friday yeah because the media is already there well we're still going to send them a press release but the media is already going to be there yeah and even better if they're looking for it we are going to take a quick break we'll come back with more with susan thixton um, founder of truthaboutpetfood.com you're listening to the dog show with julie forbes on alternative talk 1150 
your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Coming the weekend of June 28th through the 30th, it's the Society for Promotion of Applied Research in Canine Science Conference. It's amazing. So amazing. This incredible conference coming up locally in Redmond, end of June. I'm just blown away by all of these people who are going to be here. Mark Beckhoff, Michael Fox, Clive Wynn, Adam McCloshey, Ray Coppinger, Alexander Horowitz, etc. These incredible authors and scientists are all coming together in Redmond, and we have the opportunity to go and participate in this caninescience.info I'll post a link to that on our homepage dogradioshow.com this is a really like maybe not once in a lifetime but the first opportunity in this area ever so super exciting go to caninescience.info for more information and to register now alternative to what alternative to everything else out there on the radio alternative talk 1150 a.m. You can bet there's something fishy going on. Yes, you can bet there's something fishy going on. Sing it, Dolly. That's some old Dolly Parton. Well done, Eric. That was a treat. Dolly well, knows. Something fishy something is definitely fishy going is on definitely with pet food, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're back today with Susan Thixton, who's the founder of truthaboutpetfood.com. If you have missed any part of this interview or any of our past over 190 shows now, you can find them all archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and you can also find us on iTunes as a free audio podcast. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we're also on Facebook. Be sure to like us on Facebook, become a fan of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and be part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. Susan is also on Facebook, Truth About Pet Food, Highly recommend tapping into her resource to stay abreast of all of the pet food uh, industry news um, so that you can ultimately protect your pet from this type of thing because pets do die uh, as a result of this. There's a reason why a lot of people in the industry and a lot of um, pet owners are very fired up about this and it's because it kills pets so there's a good reason why i talk about pet food so much it's life or death and i can't imagine having one of my dogs die as a result of a treat that i fed him or her i i don't don't even know what i would do that that people feel is i mean you can hear it in their voices when you talk to them and I was there. That's how I got started on this path uh, was yeah. the dog food killed yeah. one of mine. Mm-hmm. And you do feel 
responsible. It's it's just very heartbreaking, very, yeah. very heartbreaking. And it's something that changes you forever. Mm-hmm. As it has you. And, and as a result of that, we have, you know, your great work that you do. Susan also has a book out that's a wonderful book if you're looking to kind of dig more into this and, and just get some more information about the industry. It's called Buyer Beware. And uh, you can order that um, on Amazon. Is that right, Susan? Yes. Yeah. So Susan Fixton, T-H-I-X-T-O-N, Buyer Beware, great book about uh, about the pet food industry. And, um, you know, we've mentioned a few times in this show the 2007 pet food recall that happened, the big one. And um, there's a book called Pet Food T- Politics that I read um, a few years back, and it was very interesting Um almost like gripping drama because it takes you sort of step by step, hour by hour, um, the events that took place and how the companies responded, how individuals within companies responded. So you really get a behind the scenes of what happened with that. I thought it was very interesting and um, definitely empowered me with some more information about how things go down. So that was called uh, Pet Food Politics. So we were talking... um, well, we've been talking in this show mostly about um, the processing or the sourcing um, that happens in China and the problems associated with that. And it's, you know, various now different examples of different things that, that happen over there for the treatment of the food, for always uh, dishonest reasons whether it be to pass something as a protein when it's not or to make meat heavier so that they can sell it for more, so they can make more money, or whether it be some sort of proven harmful process like irradiation we talked about um, to kill bacteria on food, to sterilize it essentially. All of these things are happening. One makes you question the quality of the ingredients in the first place. Why does it need to be, you know, zapped like this, you know, so sterilized. And then the other thing is you just can't trust anything that happens over there with with uh, regards to food and the processing. And so even when, you know, owners of companies or, are certain companies that that do send their fish, for example, to China for processing and the owners say, but nothing, you know, I'm I'm speaking as the owner. You can quote me on this in writing that that there's nothing added there are no ingredients added that are chinese i you know how do you how do they know how do they even know really what's happening and that's the problem is that you don't know and, and obviously through history we can't trust um this and i you know I, I just wait for the time when it just stops we've got, we've got to just cut off from this it's ridiculous cuz it's killing pets for for pet owners I, I, it is trust, just like what you were saying. And I always recommend people to ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how a company, a pet food company or pet treat company responds is very telling. I will ask, what is the country of origin of all ingredients? And... of the time, they will email me back and say, oh, everything is U.S. except for lamb from New Zealand. And then you write back and go, well, what about vitamins and minerals? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have to source them from other countries. Mm-hmm. And you asked originally all ingredients. Right. So right there, if if they are already put just right in the door, if they're skirting questions, that brings up a caution flag to me. Yeah. Because it all is based on transparency, and transparency then can can provide consumer confidence. Yeah. So keep asking the questions. That's, yeah. that's very, very important to do. Yeah. And integrity is such an important thing. I mean, it, it just is like, who are you that you think that this is like, how do you sleep at night? Yeah. You know, I mean, these, these U.S. companies who just knowingly, you know, are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, and they sort of don't don't have to. They don't talk about it or they don't have to. But they know. I mean, I, I just don't I know. I could tell half of what I know. Yeah. I, I wish I could. I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times they have lied to me. Uh, the FDA even has lied to me to my face. Mm. But these pet food companies time and time again, and then I catch them in the lie and ask them about it, and, oh, no, I'm sorry, I was confused. Right. It, you know, it, yeah. it's it's sad, yeah. very sad. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Susan Thixton, truthaboutpetfood.com is her website, and uh, you can subscribe to her newsletter. I highly recommend that you tap into this resource. Um, find her on Facebook as well, and while you're on Facebook, be sure to find The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. If you've missed any part of this interview, you can listen on our website. All of our shows are archived online, dogradioshow.com, and also a free download from iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and you can download us for free from iTunes as well. Um, And so we've been talking today about the top two posts currently on truthaboutpetfood.com. Um, be sure to read more about them both and especially the Black Friday for Pets and, um, you know, participate in that. Uh, get a group together in your community and have a presence, you know, at Walmart on Black Friday. We and, can do it. We can get Walmart to pull them off the store shelves. And no, we can't. Yep. If we get enough people together, so we're going to need everybody's help. Talk about it on Facebook. Talk about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make some noise. Yeah. Make, Make some, some noise. noise. Yeah. And we're talking about the jerky treats, of course, if you're just tuning in, um, that are uh, 360 pets have died as a result of multiple different brands of jerky treats. And all these large companies are still carrying them and we want them pulled. Susan, thank you for your time today. Always a pleasure to have you have you on the show. Thank you for your work. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150.